so bad <laughs> it was terrible <laughs> worst one yet okay so welcome back to the besties podcast i'm cal and i'm dom and this week we are going to touch on mental health and um like trauma um and our trauma bond that we have <laughs> so just like a trigger warning if um like child abuse, childhood abuse and stuff like that is a trigger for you. Maybe this is not the episode that you should be listening to and you can tune in next week. I would like to start off first with the newest tea that I love to talk about in Women's History Month day. What is it? A day. It's one day, right? It's Women's History Month. Okay, whatever. Anyways, are we team Haley or team Selena? <gasps> I'm team Selena until the day that I we, die. Besties are team Selena. We are not here for the mean girls. Yes. We are here for, we're, we're girlies girls. We're here for the girlies. Yes. Yeah. All, we are girls girls. Yeah, girls, girly, girly, girl. <laughs> Do you want to know what? Haley Bieber is definitely one of those girls, though, that says, like, I don't really have a lot of girlfriends because I just prefer hanging out with guys or I get along with guys better. She's one of those I girls. Know. I know. And right when you said that, I, like, knew the vibe. Knew the vibe. Yes. God. Those girls are literally the worst. She's giving off and that vibe. And you're like, vibe. oh, my God, you're so nice. Like, how do you not have any friends? And then you, like, spend 10 minutes with them and you're like, yeah, this is why you don't have any friends. I hate mean <laughs> girls, dude. Like, it sucks. Mean girl energy is not cool. I, like, rarely deal with it. I feel like I deal with a lot of mean boy energy. But I feel like it all depends on your situation. Well, men suck. But here's the thing. Like, being as old as we are, like, we are too old to be having mean girl energy. Like, of, of course, you don't have to like everybody right? Like you are not going to like everybody that you encounter, but you still need to respect people. So you don't need to be mean when you don't like somebody. And I think a lot of people are still in high school, like in their high school mindset mm -hmm. when they are like having mean girl energy. I agree. I agree. I feel like I only really have two friends. So I do love the tea. I love the gossip, but I only am sharing that between like very very close people to me and that's it yes where it's like an open yes. and safe space and then you know it's not going to travel that's the biggest thing like I feel like gossiping isn't so much good for the soul but sometimes you just gotta do it you know well yeah you like gotta get it yeah. out you know what I mean yes. but like to let it just sit and fester and linger to where you are just being a shitty ass person like just let it go. Let that shit go. But like, this is just as simple as for anybody who doesn't know, we're talking about Selena Gomez and the Haley Bieber recent drama. Haley Bieber, as simple as it gets, literally just cyber bullied Selena. That's all it is. You know what I mean? Like she literally, she posted something about how she laminated her eyebrows too much 
And then Haley Bieber comes in and like is posting something about her eyebrows. I don't know. And like making fun of her. I just, when it's just that simple and stupid, get a fucking life, dude. Right. Like, why are you so pressed? But I think that it's so funny because if you go back and look at like Hailey Bieber's Twitter from like 2011 or whatever, she was obsessed with Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. Like she was obsessed with their relationship. And I feel like she copies things that Selena Gomez does. So I, I feel like it's a jealousy thing. Like she is very jealous of Selena. Yeah. I mean, like, but at the same time, regardless, the just when you're that much in the public eye just don't there's just no need for it like kylie jenner is involved what oh my god i know and like what a perfect oh talking about that what a perfect time to talk about this too because i read a tiktok and it was like what a perfect time to be alive because selena gomez is now the most followed instagram uh, a woman on Instagram and she is someone who doesn't have generational wealth <laughs> that literally came from nothing. She, all of her businesses are her own. No plastic surgery to like make her look more beautiful in these Instagram posts. No filters to make herself look more beautiful. Just Selena and Selena working hard and being a kind human being. And how awesome is it that's the most followed person or woman on Instagram? I just think that's yeah. great. That's just great. I just love Yes. I love us for this. I really do. Happy Women's History Month to Selena Gomez. <laughs> and to all of us. But none for Haley Bieber though. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely none. <laughs> I was gonna say. Oh she can't speaking speaking. She, no, she's not at the table, um, and she's not invited to the cookout either. <laughs> speaking of Jenners, <laughs> speaking of Jenners, though, and the Kardashians, did you also see that this might be the first year that none of them are invited to the Met Gala? What? You didn't see that? Why? I remember that, like, throughout the I years, like... They weren't, only one would be invited and the rest wouldn't or. Well, like last year was the first year all of them were invited at the same time. I just, they sometimes they just have such flops. I'm telling you, it's the downfall of the Kardashians this year. Like I've been saying, I think I've said it twice on this podcast. Okay, let's move into what we came here to talk about initially and i'm going to kind of give you a f the floor too because this is your story i know that there is stuff that you don't remember and i do <laughs> but yes. trauma is not our friend sometimes no no um so i think to get like rewind and to kind of understand like the background of all of this we have to go back to my childhood <laughs> which I don't remember a lot of it because trauma, but, um, so when I was in elementary school, I was getting abused by a family member. Um, and I did not tell anybody about this for like 10 years, probably more than that. 
over 10 years. Um, probably 15. I don't, I don't freaking know. Um, and the only reason, so Wait, back when up. I had finally, what? Okay. So back up. Um, just so this is like, just cause I'm listening. Right. Um, mm-hmm. are you saying like this was going on for 10 to 15 or you just didn't tell people for 10 to 15? No. So it was going on for like four years, a span. Okay. And then I wasn't, I didn't tell anybody until I was like 19. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cause none of us knew. Yeah. I remember. Yes. Like I did not tell anybody. Um, and, like, obviously when you're that young and you're going through a traumatic experience, I didn't even know what was going on. I mean, honestly, really. you probably like didn't I even process kind – of, you probably didn't even process that that happened to you until you were 19 anyways. Yes. Like, I started to understand more as I went through elementary school, honestly, because we had this woman come to our classroom, like, every year, and she was from the Child Abuse Council, and we would watch these videos, and then at the end of – her talking and us watching these videos, she would always say, like, if you, <clears throat> she would always be like, if any of you have experienced this, then you can go out um, in the hallway and then we will have a talk. And who wants to hell? single themselves out? What yes. the actual fuck? Um, yeah, like, no kid wants to do that. Yeah. So, like, by the time I was old enough to, like, understand that this was not okay what was happening I like was like traumatized at the thought of outing myself first of all in front of my entire classroom and there was so many things going around like going on in my household family wise like between my parents fighting all the time um, I just did not want to cause more conflict within my household and I also want to preface this by saying like this has nothing to do with my parents. Um, like, they are not the ones that abused me. And I don't really have childhood trauma from them. If they're listening. <laughs> um, so, fast forward. I'm just going throughout my whole life. Just not digging that deep down. Not thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And I honestly had just come to a point where I was becoming so numb to it like I didn't really want to believe that that's something that happened to me so I figured like if I didn't talk about it if I didn't deal with it then it didn't really happen to me you know what I mean absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward to when I go to college me and Cal meet each other freshman year everything is fine um we got into some fights every once in a while, but you had a shitty we were boyfriend. four girls living in a small dorm. Yes, my fucking ex-boyfriend. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> so, and then we get an apartment our sophomore year, and Cal gets a boyfriend, and I'm still, like, going through it with my ex. Like, it was very back and forth. It was very toxic. It was not good for my mental health at all. I didn't even, you didn't tell me or Courtney that you were going back and forth with him. Oh my God. Yes. Like we would, yeah, we would go through like points where we wouldn't talk. And then like a couple months later we would start talking again and it was just terrible. And this was like your first, this is your first love. Like this is your first love. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like struggling 
mentally so hard our sophomore year like me and Cal which Cal was like my person who I went to to talk to about everything and I really didn't have her anymore because she was dating this guy who hated me just because he didn't hate you just because well no I'm saying like just because I was getting in the middle of you guys it's not so much that in a sense from, from what I remember and I'm just gonna like I'm just this is just a quick correct because we'll probably have to touch on my trauma sometime soon I I'm not excited for that episode um but he uh did the perfect like thing that abusers do where they cut the victim off from everyone who they love pretty much Yes. That's kind of And he, like, very much so made me out to be a villain. Oh, yeah. I thought you were the worst person ever. Yeah. He convinced my mom, and then I'm convincing my mom, and then my friends back home, everyone. Oh, yeah. Yes. It was so terrible. So, like, I already didn't have Cal. I hated Central. Like, I despise living in Mount Pleasant. I did not like it at all. I was going through it with my ex. I had an eating disorder. Um, Which we did not know on about. On top of everything. Yeah, like nobody knew. And so spring semester comes and I go home and I'm like visiting my mom. And she's telling me that the man that had abused me is now living with her. And my like the first thought that came to my mind was that my stepsister, who at the time was, like, very young. Yeah, this was, like, 10 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I'm, like, frozen while we're having this conversation. And I, like, just start having a panic attack. And she's like, what is going on? Because we weren't talking about anything, like, serious. But once she said that, I was losing my shit so I finally told her and the only this is the only reason why I said anything is because I didn't want him to do it to my stepsister Mm -hmm. um so we like finally had that discussion talked about it and then I like a couple days later I go back to finish out the semester and I think this is like a couple weeks before Easter so I am, I don't know, finally by talking about that out loud, it like all this trauma that I had buried for so long, it was all like coming back. So like as Kalena was experiencing new trauma during this time, I was like rehashing old trauma Mm -hmm. that had not been dealt with. And you didn't know about anything that was going on because we weren't really talking I had no clue. No. I mean, (laughs) mean, it makes me feel horrible, but, like, you also had no clue what was going on with me. No. Like, we were two strangers living in the same house. Yeah. And it sucked. Because we both, like, at that time, we both really needed each Mm -hmm. other, but we, like, could not be there for each other for different circumstances. I agree. Um, So... Easter Easter comes around and Kalena goes to Detroit to visit her family. Our roommate Courtney is well not roommate. Sorry, Courtney. I know you listened in our, 
our best friend Courtney is going on like a trip with her family for Easter. Yeah, Courtney so I'm home is, alone. We're called the tripod guys, by the way. And I just wanted to actually, before we get into it, Courtney was in the midst of all of this. Um, she very much like um, was involved in a lot of my new trauma, but didn't know anything about Dom. And she had a boyfriend as well then. So she was spending a lot of time with him. So you were very much isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are both gone for the weekend. I'm by myself and Easter comes along. And I'm just like, I remember Easter was on Sunday. Well, <laughs> Easter's always on a Sunday, you dumb bitch. <laughs> it just happened to be on a Sunday I this hate year. myself. Easter is on a Sunday. So I like vividly remember my mom calling me on Saturday and I'm like having a panic attack and I am crying, sobbing to her. And I was like, I really just want to come home. Like, I don't want to be here. I'm not happy. I'm by myself, which sucks. And I think the only reason why I didn't go home is because I stayed to work that weekend at Menards because everybody else was leaving. Maybe. I, that could be it. Yeah. Was I working at Menards? So, huh? Yeah, you were. But I got it off. Oh, I had weekends off. Mm-hmm. I had weekends off. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and she was like, Dom, like everything's going to be okay. You only have like a couple weeks left. Like you can do this. Everything will be fine. So I like get off the phone with her and then Sunday comes along and I am like, I was in such a dark place at this time, like mentally not doing good. I wasn't eating at all because I was struggling with my eating disorder. And even if I was eating, it was like very minimal. Hated school, hated, hated everything at this point. So I was just ready to end it all. And I tried. Um... I don't really feel like we've, like, talked about this that much. We have not. <laughs> Mm-mm. Are you getting emotional? Oh. Yeah. I am It'll okay. be fine, though. We'll be okay. We can cry on the podcast. Yeah. That's okay, right? We can cry it out. <laughs> okay. So what did you do next? I went to the hospital. You were smart. You are a smart girl. Mm. Very brave. And so I go to the hospital and they're like doing all the surveys, whatever. And then they call my mom and my mom is just losing it. And then both my mom and my stepmom finally come and it's like a two hour drive only for them (laughs) to admit me back where I was living at home. So they like just drove the two hours to come see me at the hospital. And then I had to like go back where they were. So that kind of made me feel bad. But, (laughs) and then you showed up because my mom had called you. No. um, So let me tell you what I remember. I don't remember your mother's being there at all. Really? (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't. I remember me being the only one there. I think I, like, blacked out. Yeah, we're going to have to talk to Marion and Susie about this. 
because they may have been there, but they were not there when I was there. And you had texted me. So listen, listen, I'm sitting down at dinner and dinner's just starting for Easter. I'm with my family in Detroit and I get a text from you and I don't really remember what the text was because that's when I just was like, <gasps> you know, like that meme yes. of Spongebob <laughs> where everything's moving really fast and he's like, that is the best meme. <laughs> Frozen, that was me. And, and I remember I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Like Dom's in the hospital. I gotta go. Everyone was like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know. Like we were not good then. And you text me and you're like, Hey, I just want to let you know that I'm in the hospital and I need someone to bring my stuff. So you needed someone to get you a bag. And I was like, I'm in Detroit. I'm on my way. So I drove two hours to the hospital or to the apartment and <clears throat> actually, yeah, um, no, you can talk are about you it. Okay you can talk about it with me talking about what I found when I, well, okay. Okay. So I s go into the apartment and I'm like, what does she need? Like, I, I, I couldn't think of what you needed. I mean, to me, you, I knew you were going into a hospital. Like I knew that you had tried and I, I like knew so little of it. And so I go into your room ready to get the dumbass Vera Bradley bags that we liked back then. And I just see all of this shit in your room and you had a very clean room and your shit's just everywhere, everywhere. And then there's just my, I had a cat then too. I can't believe it. Your pill your Adderall pills are just strewn all over the floor and then I just fucking lost it like I lost my shit right there like just to see it just to like know like that's what was I don't know it's like the same feeling of like seeing um like an ancient artifact I know this is so weird but it's the same feeling of like wow someone touched that where I'm like feeling like I'm watching you like in that room looking at this pill bottle wondering like if you should just take all these pills dropping the pills and then going to the hospital so I clean up the pills I grabbed the shit and I couldn't grab a lot of shit like I had to find like shoes without fucking laces like I, I couldn't fucking pack like <laughs> colored pencils like there was like a list of shit that I couldn't bring <laughs> I did remember your headphones yeah. I did remember like five million chapsticks and I was just so proud of myself for that um so I show up at your <laughs> I show up at the hospital and I was like hi I'm here for Dominique I'm and they're, they're like are you are you family <laughs> I was like yes. my white sister <laughs> fucking white dude <laughs> I said I just have her bag I just have her bag like she needs a bag she needs something and I'm like I'm literally like you know me I'm like I I don't know I just I was like I have a bag I just I just have a bag for her like I have to give her her bag like please just let me see her so I go in and you're just you look so tiny in this little hospital bed and um, I was like expecting you to be like, this isn't the girl interrupted. <laughs> Jesus know. Christ. <laughs> uh, 
Anyways, you're just so little in this little bed, and the first thing I said was, did they feed you dinner? And you were like, yeah, do you want some? And this is like the first time we've talked in like forever. And I was like, nah, I'm good. Well, I got you your stuff. And then so at this point, I still don't know why this happened. I still don't know why you did this like I still don't even know anything and you're like well they're admitting me to this hospital in Grand Rapids and I just really needed myself thank you so much and then you were like did you bring my pillow did you bring my chapstick and that was like the yes. conversations we had so I sat with you until the ambulance got there and they didn't let me go back there with the ambulance and I was like oh fuck that fuck that no I'm going I'm watching her leave like I'm watching her get in that ambulance I don't fucking care and so they let me through and uh you like got up and we started like it like reality hit and then we like started bawling and then you got in the little ambulance window and you like wave goodbye like a little movie and oh my god I lost my fucking shit <laughs> God, stop. Whenever you talk about that, like, situation and you waving goodbye at me, I always think of Marissa Cooper dying on the OC in that, like, Hide and Seek by Imogen Peak is playing when she's dying. <laughs> Where are we? What the hell really? is going on? Oh my god. Yeah, so that's the story on how I ruined literally so, everybody's Easter. Right, main character energy. Main but, character vibes, Jesus. <laughs> you said fuck Jesus. So, right, right. You said I'm giving myself up for Lent. 86, Tom. <laughs> but why am I so no, fucking it's, uh, it's uh, hard to yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah. And I feel like we talk about it sometimes. But I think the only thing that, like, stopped me from doing it, like, the only thing that I could think of when I was holding that pill bottle is... I'm not ready you for and Courtney walking into our apartment Fuck. after you got back and I was like I can't do that to them like I can't put my trauma on them and then they're gonna have to deal with this trauma that I have caused for the rest of their lives um ugh. Mm -hmm. so then I that like just kept going through my head so I called the suicide prevention hotline and they're like you have to go to the hospital and if you don't go to the hospital we're gonna send an ambulance to your apartment <laughs> so i said fuck really did it this time tom so and now that you say that too i do remember um my both my moms were there when i got to grand rapids so that's why i'm like remembering them yeah, I don't know if the No, they weren't. I don't they know weren't. if they were there in Mount Pleasant, to be honest. Yeah, because Marion came later to unpack your stuff um, from our apartment. And she was like, 
mm-hmm. thank you so much for getting everything for Dom. Like, I remember her saying that. Yeah, and she kind of gave me the rundown on everything. I found yeah. out everything that you had been going through through your mom, actually. And I was, like, in total shock. And your mom was like, it's okay, it's okay. I didn't know either. It's fine, it's fine. And um, I don't know if you want to touch your touch on your experience in your... My double, creepy sock your, vacation. Wait, your creepy sock getaway. <clears throat> <laughs> I do remember going Ugh. to visit you. And Nick came, I, my ex. I cannot And I wouldn't let him in. made him sit in the car. Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I didn't let him come in at all. And while you were there, you made me gifts and stuff, and I kept them all. Well, and listen, remember I just recently, like, I call it a necessity move out. <laughs> I grabbed all my necessities, and I grabbed those gifts. <laughs> shitty little gifts <laughs> okay no so I'll keep those forever um the mo- like the biggest thing i could bear it to is like it's kind of a funny story that movie in the book have you read that like it's not like a girl interrupted <laughs> dude i understand i get it but at the same time though like I remember going in there and you had like one friend. Yes. And she still yes. was a little. Well, yeah. Yeah. She was still a little like unhinged. Yeah. And like everyone I'm not else lie, was like straight kind of scary crazy. because like the person that I had roomed with, like we were not dealing with the same things. Um, and you don't like, they don't place you in rooms based on like, they're both going through the mm-hmm. same kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, so that was kind of scary, but it also was mm-hmm. like, yeah, it was yeah. a good experience of healing because I was dealing with stuff that I had suppressed for so long. Um, we woke up in the mornings and did, yeah, um, yeah, and like away a from like just the real world. And, um, we would wake up and do group therapy and we'd do fucking yoga. We had designated craft time, which is what I made Cal's shitty crafts. (laughs) Had me thinking like I was fucking Picasso. Get the fuck out of here. Those crafts were shitty. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I feel like. It was, like, it sucks that I had to go through that, but it's, like, I'm glad now that I did at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I will be, you want me to be 100% honest with you because we're being honest with our feelings right now? Like, I really wish that I didn't lose my, like, bestest friend in college. It really wasn't the same after, and then... I literally took like the deepest dive like anyone could take after. Well, and that. I remember actually pretty um, bad. like getting back home and I f- and I was like, okay, I'm just going to take a couple weeks and then I will like enroll in my classes for next year. And my mom was like, I like dropped you. Like you're not going back. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> 
And she was like, yeah, dude, you're not going back. Like, absolutely not. So after I got out of the hospital, I was on um, like trazodone. So I got diagnosed with PTSD. I already had depression, anxiety, ADHD. So when you go into these facilities, they put you on medication, um, which in my opinion, I don't really feel like they give you enough time to like adjust to being on the medication before they let you leave. In my case anyways, I didn't feel like that. Um, so I was on trazodone, which is a crazy sleeping pill because I couldn't sleep from my PTSD and I was on like Klonopin and something else. I don't remember. Maybe Prozac. Um, and I literally like my mom would give me my trazodone at like seven and I would be out by 730 and I would sleep for like 12 hours of uninterrupted sleep every night. And then like a month after I got home is when I met Kevin. And I like absolutely did not want to date anybody, but I like was in outpatient care after I had left. And Kevin would literally drive me to my appointments <laughs> for outpatient care in Grand Rapids, sit in the car while I did my therapy and then bring me back home. What a great guy. He is. He is. He he was there through it all, and I remember you talking about how he would have to, like, carry you to bed because you would take that pill, and then you'd be out, and he'd have to, like, carry your ass from the fucking couch to bed, and um, I remember you guys did meet, and you were, like, so very unsure about being with him. Yes. And he was very persistent. Yes. But like, at the same time, like I was like, persistent. I am mentally unwell. So yes. why the fuck do you want me? <laughs> it was a very weird time. He probably is like, now he's probably like, now. Right. Now no, if he like, like ever says like, Tom, you're being crazy right now. I'm like, bitch, I was crazy when you met me. So I don't know like what you were expecting. <laughs> well, okay. So I know I've been through my own shit. and I was on depression medication or <laughs> antidepressants that would be the correct word to say um I was in antidepressants for quite some time and it was I want to say it was like before my most previous ex and then kind of like through it right and you know me mm -hmm. I don't tell people shit I don't tell people shit like, if I'm telling you something, I'm very comfortable with you or I don't care about you. And it's a roulette. So if someone's listening to this and they're like, where am I on the scale? <laughs> You'll never know. No, I'm just joking. Um, I've been very intentional about that where I really choose to not tell any pe people anything in um, a self-sabotaging way anymore where I know I, I don't care about them. So I don't care what they think about me. But um I was not doing that then and he had no clue and now when everyone whenever anybody calls me crazy or you're being Ugh, psycho I am triggered 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 it's bad well Ugh. I mean my ex used to be like did you take your medicine today stop excuse me <laughs> excuse me Ooh. And then you like, there's just something that clicks and you're like giving them the crazy. What? 
Yeah, so we we are going to do an episode on trauma um, with some friends that are therapists. So we will get more into Cal's shit on that episode, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I'm but let's excited. talk about how we deal with our mental health right now as we are nearing our 30s. Yeah, so my mental my trauma and things that I've dealt with in my life, some of them are from childhood, a lot of them being daddy issues, which it was very healing for me. I've talked to my father about it, and um, we've since had a very great relationship. Um, I feel like a lot of that pushed me into getting into really bad relationships. I love the self-awareness that you're having here. Yeah, I think we'll just leave it at that, though, because I really don't want to get too much into it because I'm never comfortable doing that. Um, but I I just developed this, like, depression and anxiety, and I was at a point, it was the year after you had left, and um, I literally have never told anybody this. <laughs> I remember... My ex that was really shitty in sophomore year had broken up with me and I thought I was going to die. And so I was, got really drunk alone. And this is where I'm telling you, like, this is like the effects of you leaving. And I'm not saying it's your fault, but this is just shit that we never talk about because I don't talk about it. I was in my bathroom and I'm like so drunk. I don't even remember the next thoughts of what I had of how I was going to continue but I didn't want to live anymore. Like I was going to die. Like that was it. Like I was going to find a way. And then I just kept thinking about my roommate, Hamilton, who's been my best, one of my best friends since like we were 11. He lived with me then. And I just kept thinking like, yes, can't it's find always me like this. the roomies. Dude, it really was. And then from there, I never healed from that <laughs> relationship. I went through like a couple of years of in and out with my ex and in and out with like different guys and just trying to find myself in men's dicks. (laughs) Like if we're going to be honest, like that's where it was for me. So then I meet my most previous ex and then I'm here, I'm with him for six years. And during that six years, I'm still going through trauma, new trauma with him. And, but Mm -hmm. I'm realizing like what actually happened to me in the, in those six years. And I didn't remember a lot of that, a lot of that, like a lot of it's blacked out. I have like no memory of sophomore year. I have like a sparingly memory of junior year. Um, but I have been dealing with, my depression has never really been diagnosed. I've gotten antidepressants through like primary care physicians because I was feeling <laughs> a little shitty. So they're like, do you want antidepressants? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I ain't got to talk to nobody. <laughs> and then um, I have like crippling anxiety. I had it for forever, but it wasn't until my most previous ex where I realized that 
he was the mm. reason why my anxiety was so bad, unfortunately. And I'm not using this as a platform to go after him in any way. Not at all. Um, I just, it was just so, so bad. And mm-hmm. I just had like no way of coping, like literally none. And now getting out of that relationship, going into our 30s, it's like a short synopsis. I don't know if I made that short, but a short synopsis of, you know, my shit. So I get in these weird depressive moods. I may, I really don't know if they're depression or not. Someone get this girl a therapist. Um, You need a therapist, bitch. (laughs) You probably need to find like the right person. Do you want to know what though? I don't think therapy is going to help me. I I need a lobotomy. That's what I need. (laughs) That's, yeah. Yes, just take me out for a little bit. (laughs) Rewire the brain. I mean, I could probably do therapy now that I'm now self-aware, but like yeah. going through all of and that. I'm no so proud of way. you too because. Because I 100% agree that I have, I think from you, from somebody who has been in the, you know, the doctor area, definitely believe I have depression. Uh, definitely believe I have anxiety. I got yes. pretty bad PTSD. <laughs> bad and then which I don't talk to anybody about that not even like previous partners and then uh your girl got ADHD (laughs) self-diagnosed like I did a quiz for sure (laughs) like when we're together when we're together Kevin is like you guys need to get it together like there's always shit everywhere like we are like tornadoes but we do pick up after ourselves but like he's just like you guys have like ADHD he'll like for sure like both of you literally you're the we'll same be laying, we'll be sleeping on the couch <laughs> and i'll remember like it'll be me and you and kevin will literally go this is so crazy that i know this about your husband he goes pee at like 6 to 7 a.m like every single day like, he'll wake up. No one else is up. It's not because of the kids. He'll wake up. He'll go pee, and it'll wake me up because I'm, like, anticipating your kids to wake up because sometimes I'll wake up with them. And he'll come out, and he'll be like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> We're just, like, laying, like, starfish in their shit everywhere. <laughs> like, we just had a wild party, but it was just two of us. <laughs> it looks like that. Yes. I have ADHD, mm. obviously. I will. I mean, I got diagnosed with ADHD, depression, and anxiety in like middle school. Like, honestly, I think sixth grade or fifth grade. Um, like, I remember my mom would have to, like, my therapist would make me do this these challenges for my anxiety when I was younger. And you know when Seventeen magazine would have like the little free coupons. So it'd be like, you can go get a free, I remember this one specifically. It was like a thing to get a free Earth Day shirt at Aeropostale. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I remember wanting it so bad. And my mom was like, okay, this is going to be one of your challenges. You have to go and go in there by yourself and get the shirt. And I remember standing in the food court with my mom literally having a panic attack. 
because I like could not do this by myself. And we left the mall and didn't do it because I refused to do it. And my mom was like, I'm not doing it. Like <laughs> your therapist said that you're supposed to start okay, doing this I'm... stuff by yourself. So like I don't I've like always that struggled. At all. I don't like that at all. No, I'm I'm still pissed well, at my mom about no the one, Earth Day okay. shirt, if anyone is wondering. <laughs> no one is actually, though, like, going to tell someone that the therapist is wrong at that time, especially a parent. But now that I'm looking at that now, I just feel like when we're that young, regardless of, like, anxiety or stuff, I, I think a challenge should be like, okay, you're going to go in with your mom or with somebody or with a friend and you're going to do it. Because that's how we learn as humans is watching others do it. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a mm -hmm. lot of people have, like, a very leader friend and then a not-so-leader friend, especially when they're younger. And it may seem like the leader friend could do things alone, but not really, because they need that other friend who's watching them how to do it, right? And same with, like, that's yep. a parent-child thing. Yep. So that's a lot of anxiety because that child doesn't know mm -hmm. what to do. Like, if you had an instruction manual in front of you, yes. and you're like, okay, Dom, follow one through four, I bet you you would feel ten times better with it because you had something to follow. That's fucked. I don't like that. Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I don't go to therapy. <laughs> I had, I did go to therapy once in my life. It was when I started antidepressants because I thought, oh, it's free, I should go. And so I went. And, um, they were very nice to me. He was very nice to me and he kind of was just like, so how do you feel today? And I tell him how I feel. And then he'd be like, why don't you just like get out and exercise and like try to lose some weight or <sighs> yeah, dude. Dude, no. And I'm, I don't know if Great anyone advice. else feels this way, especially as a woman. Um, I am a, I'm bigger. And so whenever I go to the doctor, especially if it's a man, the only reason that I'm feeling sick or I am sick, like I could show up dying and they'd, they'd be like, mm, lose a little bit of weight, go outside and exercise. So shitty. Yeah, dude. Like that's literally what it was. And at, at that time, that was like one of the skinniest times of my life. Mm-mm. I, I would have backhanded so that therapist. No, so I just stopped going and he would call me like every single week. Like, are you okay? Like, are you alive? And I'm like, I gave you no indication as to like how I was actually feeling because all you wanted to talk about was how I needed to get outside and do yoga. Right, like you're fat shaming me basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that shit was not okay. And like... I have a really weird thing where I want to go in and I want to figure out why I am the way that I am. Like I would rather talk to like an FBI behavioral analysis than a psychiatrist. <laughs> well, I think that you would benefit from like an actual trauma therapist and like do a different style of therapy because like my thing is I feel like for me personally sitting down with a therapist and like just having them ask you okay how did your week go and like just talking to them I don't really feel like that's beneficial for me I know for some people that is beneficial but I need like something more than that so finding a therapist that fits your needs 
is very beneficial. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll just have to see. I mean, we can talk to somebody and see how they feel. Um, and I don't even know like how candid I would be in an episode like that. Because truthfully, like, do you need to know my trauma in order to for us to like provide these tools over the podcasts? Um, and speaking of tools, I actually did just recently watch. Um, is it Jonah Hill? Is that his name? Is that that oh, yes. motherfucker's name? Yeah, the yeah. I just watched Stuts. Yes. Yes. And I absolutely love that. Like I would suggest anybody who is like me, who is like, doesn't have time, doesn't really want to go to therapy, um, to watch it because it kind of gives you these tools to look at your life in a certain way. And it took, it's not fun to watch, to be honest. Yeah. It took me like a couple of days. I had to watch it in increments. Okay. But I just really, I really loved his style of therapy, but I'm like, how do I even try to find that? Like, and then when I go to therapy, do you just feel like a whiny bitch at therapy? Not when you have the right therapist. I just sit there and I'm like complaining and I don't like complaining to other people. Um, because, well, recently, my most recent ex would get on me about complaining that I complain too much. And that kind of was like, I think, uh complex PTSD type of deal where now I don't tell people shit anymore. You complain to me. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Um, I, I will say though, I worked through a lot of the shit that I've been going through and I don't feel like, I feel like I can recognize my anxiety and my depression right away because I have you and my best friend, Sierra. Um, as my therapists, I will say you are literally the worst person to call though when I'm call crying. I will not call you. Why? Unless I absolutely need it. Because you do not console. You'd be like, <laughs> I will be crying. Like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And then you'll be like, it's okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Gross. Why are you crying over that? <laughs> I do not like, say that. Fuck you. I'll be like, fuck you. And then I'll call, like, Sierra. <laughs> but really, yeah, like, I really you two guys bad. have been my... No. But you two you guys have been my therapist, to be honest. But the thing is, is you... I think it's just because you have, like, some protective things. So uh, most recently, what I went through, and the reason why I need to talk about this, is, like, the shit that I've been through with men. And you get mad. You're like, why the fuck would someone do that to you? Why the fuck would you let someone do that to you? You know? Yeah. And so sometimes I don't tell you things or other people things because that's usually the reaction and it's very shameful for me. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I think it's just like I I don't tell anybody anything cuz it's super shameful for me. No, yeah, but like I don't want to ever make you that feel like I, that. I think the hardest part of Sorry, I think the hardest part of my PTSD is like or whatever. And the reason why I don't want to say it on, like, the podcast, especially in, like, a public eye type of situation is, is I'm so disappointed in myself for going, letting myself go through that. Yeah. Because I didn't have to go through that. 
I don't think that you should feel any shame around it. And I think when we have talked about it in the past, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm never like, how do you let someone treat you like that? I'm like, how could someone treat you like that? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, usually you're like, ew, fuck him. Like, that's your reaction, actually. But, but yeah, fuck, fuck him. <laughs> but usually, uh, usually my brain will, like, hear that someone would be disappointed in me for what I went through. And then yeah. what I'm going through right now recently, my most recent, like, thinking, thinking, thinking is I... And building these standards up for my friends and myself and trying to protect myself in the best way that I can, knowing what I can handle and what I can't emotionally. And that's been super hard on me because I feel like as we get older, like we want to get rid of and weed out the Haley Beavers. Yeah. You know, and so I've been really, it's been really hard for me. And then also, like, dating has been really fucking shitty Um, because I know what I deserve. I know my worth now. And there's very low quality out there. And then thirdly, what I've – the biggest thing for me is I didn't have to go through that. Is My biggest thing is I didn't have to go through that. Like, why did I have to go through that? Why do everyone's like, well, it makes you stronger. It makes you stronger. And I'm like, I don't want to be stronger. I don't want to be this resilient person who has to be able to survive all the time. Like, I want to know what peace feels like. Yes. And I'm so glad that you brought this up because I was thinking about it today. And I was just thinking about like with every therapist that I have talked to or gone over my life with in my past trauma, everybody always says like, and literally every single therapist, you are such a resilient person. And I'm like, yeah, that's great that I'm resilient, but like how great would it have been to not have gone through that? I 100% agree. Like I didn't have to go through that. Like I don't have to be a strong person. I mean, I will say like in a situation of chaos I 100% I I'm the one to call (laughs) I'm cool calm and collected you know like and when things are going shit I'm I'm fine I'm not the one that's crying um because I feel like I have to be strong and so yep during but I will say like during my um previous relationship I was not like that I was a cry baby bitch if anything went wrong my anxiety if anything went wrong it was like there goes my anxiety yeah and then my ADHD like comes in and I like want to punch myself in the face so bad I get fucking weird (laughs) and then so that's why that's why okay Yes, I probably should see someone, but, um, <laughs> but I, that's why my standards are so high. Cause I need to be able to like be with somebody who could like, I know I'm never not going to be triggered, right? Like regardless of how healed I am going to therapy, whatever it may be, 
whenever I'm with somebody, I have to be around somebody who's just going to understand, you know, where I feel safe. So when that, when that happens, it's not like a snap anxiety and I have a panic attack. It's, you know, whatever. And just recently I had a panic attack in front of you and you're like, holy fuck, are you okay? Cause you've never seen me like that. <laughs> I was like, um, <laughs> you're like someone called the ambulance. Well, because like when I'm having a panic attack, I, it's, oh, it's typically always by myself. Okay. And I just like, same, same have to do deep breaths and I got to work through it by myself. I've never had to help somebody else work through a panic attack. So it kind of stressed Same. me out. You like completely ignored me. I did you were not. Like, okay, we're n- no, you were literally like, okay, so we're not going to talk. Just stop talking. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't breathe. It was just kind of crazy. And that was actually pretty shameful for me to do that in front of you. And I've, the only other times I've had those types of, like, panic attacks is in front of my ex. And he'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Well, I remember I mean, just, like, because like, I was like, I'm not going to talk because you couldn't talk because you were, like, hyperventilating. So I was like, I'm going to give you a minute. And I remember just, like, sitting there still trying to, like, wash my face or whatever the fuck I was doing. And I was like, just, like, take deep breaths. Like, that's all I remember telling you is, like, keep breathing. Take deep breaths not helpful trauma bond god we fucking suck this is just what the world needed is two mentally unstable bitches starting a podcast (laughs) (laughs) so i was talking okay so i was talking to my friend david and uh i think i even texted you about this um I had actually told him, I was like, yeah, to be honest with you, like I am mentally ill sometimes. I'm not like depressed right now. Um, I've had it before and I have pretty bad anxiety. Like that's always there just waiting in the background. And he's like, is that why you're so funny? And I was like, yes. (laughs) Yes. The secret to every funny bitch is trauma. I swear. Dude. And also I was the fat kid, so I had to have a personality or it was worth nothing. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> so I wish you died in 2012. I tried. I tried. <laughs> I was unsuccessful. <laughs> I feel like my biggest thing right now regarding my mental health is knowing what I can handle. So not like Mm -hmm. not taking on too many things or doing things that are mentally draining for me or being around people who are mentally draining. Like I can't do it and it definitely affects my mood. I feel um, like I'm you true. overbook yourself still. Yeah, I do do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, keep fucking trying, dude, because <laughs> I suck. But um, antidepressants, I suck at taking those too. And I just made a sign to put on my bathroom that says, 
take your Lexapro, you stupid bitch. I'm such a bad friend. I didn't even know you were on Lexapro. Yeah. I'm like I supposed you were just on ADHD stuff. No, I've been prescribed my Lexapro for a while, but I just always forget to take it. So it's not I'm like, God, why am I so anxious and depressed all the time? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not really, like, doing anything to help myself. <laughs> so take your meds. Do any wellness things that make you feel good. Mindfulness things are really helpful for me. Um, and find a therapist who really helps you and makes you feel yeah. seen and heard and safe. I think also just if you're having a bad day, I think it's so easy just to get caught up in it and sit in it. But just know that this is like, I'm sit there and I'm like, fuck, I'm really sad right now. But I'm really sad right now for now. And it's not not going to last forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I always try to do something for myself. And that may be like painting my toenails or doing like a skincare, um, doing something for my hair. I don't know, watching my TV show that I never get time to to watch, you know, like things like that. Um, I really do try to do that. Uh, And then just when you leave work, leave work. That's like the biggest thing. Yeah. For people who are, yeah, who are struggling with work because I'm definitely one of those people where I will stress about work at work and at home. Yep. I agree with that too. Well, I know this was no help to you all, but if you need help, find it. Yeah, if you need help, find it. But we honestly can't help you that much. But I think it's like, it does suck, the things that we have gone through. But I do think that, for me at least, it is helpful when I do, because I still get in really dark places sometimes. And Mm -hmm. I struggle mentally, but I just remember that time in my life and all the work that I've done since then. And I, I mean, it is a helpful situation to look back on and just remember that everything is so temporary. Yeah. I know it's really hard to get out of that too. Um, I, it's been a while since I've been really in a dark place, but, um, if anyone ever needs help, we've got, a million different pages, a million different socials that me and Dom are always checking and feel free to message us. Um, we're always there if you need a friend to talk to or if you're having some troubles and you need to just kind of get something off your chest. I'm definitely that person who needs to talk about the same thing a million times. We are here. We are not certified therapists, but we are here and we are shoulders to cry on. <laughs> And we can always help you find good resources, but we cannot be the main resource. (laughs) But please, if you feel, if you're listening to this and you're like, shit, I really need somebody, shoot us a text. Get my DMs. (laughs) Slide into those DMs. Well, thank you everybody for listening today and to our trauma and to our tea and our past and our everything and we appreciate you all and we appreciate that you guys are all here with us and if you've ever been through this and you want to share your testimony of course you still can like I say and you guys know what to do follow like subscribe
We love you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.